GTV, we're ready to begin. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, August the 17th, 2022. This is a regular meeting of the Building Inspection Commission. I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. The first item on the agenda is roll call. President Vito. Here. Um, Vice President Tam. Here. Commissioner Alexander Toot. Here. Commissioner Summer. Um, and we have a quorum that Commissioners uh, Epler and Newman are excused. And uh, next we have our land acknowledgement. Thank you. The Building Inspection Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional home territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatushaloni community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, next, for um, members of the public who are listening in, um, our public comment call in information uh, the number is 415 655 0001, access code 2488. 7423353 to raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item press star 3 when prompted by the meeting moderator and uh, this meeting is being held uh, remotely and in person so public comment uh, by members of the public that are present will be taken first and then we will take remote public comment and uh, next we have uh, item 2 which is findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E, discussion and possible action. The commission will discuss and possibly adopt a resolution setting forth findings required under Assembly Bill 361 that would allow the BIC to hold meetings or for commissioners to attend meetings when necessary remotely according to the modified Brown Act teleconferencing set forth in AB 361. Um, is there a motion to continue to meet remotely as necessary? So moved. Okay, so there's a motion and a second. All commissioners in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, thank you. That motion carries. And um, President Beto, you had an announcement regarding our item, agenda item, uh, the motion. Is, is this with respect to moving? Yes. Yeah. So um, because of some schedule uh, limit, uh Conflicts today, we wanted to move some agenda items forward, which are number 12 and 13 after we get through some other, um, after we get through public comment. So I'd like to make a motion to move 12 and 13 first on the agenda after public comment. Seconded. Okay, so there is a motion and a second to uh, move the items. Um, I'll just do the roll call vote. President Beto? Yes. Vice President Tim. Yes. Um, Commissioner Alexander Toot. Yes. And Commissioner Summer. Yes. And um, is there any public comment on that motion? Okay. Um, seeing none, that that motion carries. 
So um, next we will we'll do the general public comment and then we are going to go to the um, to items 12 and 13. So um, we're on we're addressing agenda item number five, general public comment. The BIC will take public comment on matters within the commission's jurisdiction that are not part of this agenda. If you could turn on the overhead projector for the uh, documents. It's, it should be on. Good morning, my name is Jerry Drantler. Each city commission is required to submit an annual report to the Board of Supervisors. In the annual report, each city commission addresses the important issues facing their commission and the major challenges and accomplishments of the department they oversee. I would like the current BIC annual report to address the following issues that are of great concern to me, City Controller Rosenfield, and Mayor Breed. The BIC and DBI's plan to reduce the $30 million operating loss at DBI, the results of DBI's internal corruption investigation, has a report been issued? If not, why not? The specific challenges DBI, excuse me, the specific changes DBI implemented in the current year to address the internal control weaknesses outlined in the City Controller's Public Integrity Review of DBI's permitting and inspection process. The slide on the screen is page 19 of the Controller's Report. And lastly, Mayor Breed's response to the Controller Report was to issue an executive director, directive, excuse me, to reform DBI. The Mayor challenged DBI and the BIC indirectly to take additional actions to prevent misconduct, increase transparency, improve processes, and make the department more effective at providing services for San Francisco residents. I agree with the mayor when she said the people of San Francisco deserve better. Thank you very much. Thank you, is there any additional public comment? And there, there does not appear to be any um, members in attendance remotely. Okay. So um, next then we will go to agenda items number 12 and 13. Um, I will read uh, both of them at this time. Uh, discussion and possible action on the annual performance evaluation for the BIC secretary continued from the April 20th, 2022 regular meeting. And the discussion and possible action on the annual performance evaluation for the director continued from the April 20th, 22 regular meeting. Is there um, public comment on agenda items 12 and 13? 
Okay, seeing none in person or none remotely. Uh, next, we will have uh, item B, 412 and 13, possible action to convene a closed session. Is there a motion to convene closed session? Motion to convene in closed session. Second. Okay, so there's a motion by President Beto and a second by Commissioner Alexander Toot. We'll do a roll call vote on that motion. Um, President Beto? Yes. Um, Vice President Tam? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. And Commissioner Summer? Yes. Okay, that motion carries unanimously. Um, we are now in closed session. It is 9.27 a.m. Um, I would like to ask that um, all members in attendance, if you could leave the room, um, and then we will call, call you back in once we're done with the closed session. San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
Hello, this is the Building Inspection Commission meeting, and we are on agenda items 12D and 13D, reconvene in open session to vote on whether to dis disclose any or all discussions held in closed session. Make a motion to not disclose discussions in closed session. Second. So there is a motion um, by Vice President Tam and a second by President Beto. We'll do a roll call vote on the motion to reconvene and not disclose. Um, President Beto? Yes. Uh, Vice President Tam? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. And Commissioner Summer? Yes. Okay, the motion carries unanimously. And are we going to do the code adoption item? Can, item I, can I make a motion to move? The, say, uh, the code, code, what item is that? Yeah, so could we make a motion to move up the agenda item number six and review that? Second. Okay, and are all commissioners in favor for that? Aye. Aye. Any Aye. public comment? Okay, um, seeing none, is there, and it, there does not appear to be any remote public comment as well. So we are on agenda item six, um, discussion and possible action regarding the San Francisco amendments to the 2022 California Building Standards Code, including the building, existing building, residential, mechanical, plumbing, electrical, and green building codes. Um, just really? just one moment, sorry, I'm trying to get the microphone together. Okay, you should be able to speak now. Testing, okay. Uh, good morning, commissioners. Uh, my name is Michelle I'm with DBI Technical Service Division. And today I want to present to you a brief overview of the code adoption process. Um, at the state level, identify a few significant changes to anticipate in the upcoming year. And finally, what we really do in San Francisco as a local jurisdiction and what the large submittal package you received is about. <laughs> As a background, every three years, the model code gets updated nationally. This happens through the International Code Council with members across the nation in all fields of construction and design voting on changes to the national code. Once the model code gets approved and published, the state agencies um, in California, so DSA, OSHPOD, HCD, a lot of acronyms, <laughs> take a stab and review the national code. Um, they then repealed the old version of the California Code, which is the 2019 previously, and adopts the national uh, code in its entirety with their state-specific amendments to become the new 2022 Code of Regulations. There are 12 parts uh, to the Code of Regulations, uh, which you may know as Title 24, Building Standards Code, or the California Code of Regulations. And this comprise of the California Building Code, Existing Building Code, Historical Code, Cal Green, uh, Mechanical Plumbing, et cetera. So there's 12 parts to it. Um, and all of this code gets effective January 1st of 2023. 
Next slide, please, if it's possible. Oh. Okay. So what are you going to be seeing in the upcoming year um, state-wise? Uh, in the previous big meeting, uh, Barry Hooper from the Department of Environment talks about the major changes to tackle climate change um, in the Green Building Code. Uh, what you will see is basically for EV charging spaces, there is statewide, there's going to be an increase in the number of EV-capable, EV-ready parking spaces required, in addition to um, even install of EV chargers for the parking spaces. Um, what it means on photovoltaic uh, panels on the roof, well, previously, the state didn't require new residential construction to install PV panels. Now, almost all new residential construction will require uh, PV panels, and also mostly all new non-residential construction as well. The slides are out of order. Oh, okay. Can we go to slide four, please? That's five. Okay. Slide four, please. Um, another thing that you will see statewide and nationally is um, the new term or the new definition for efficiency dwelling unit. And this is an effort to tackle the housing crisis. Um, they basically defined that an efficiency dwelling unit now needs to be within um, a living space in a single room, they reduced the size of these efficiency dwelling units from 224 square feet to 190 square feet, um, potentially to allow to build more efficiency dwelling units. Next slide, please. Number five. Next slide. Um, and then for construction, mass timber has been introduced um, to California. Um, and actually, nationally, the national code, the model code, has adopted and developed mass timber in construction. Historically, type 4 construction or mass timber was considered as heavy timber. Um, the wood size will be governing the fire resistance, and therefore, we usually limit it to five stories of construction. Now, the introduction of three types of uh, construction type, of type four construction, A, B, and C, which talks about the fire-resistive rating of the material, of the protection that's applied directly to the material, will allow up to 18 stories of mass timber construction. So as you can see, this really affects the sustainability of buildings, environmental factors of construction. Um, and these are just a few highlights. Uh, there are more within the changes to the California code. Next slide, please. So what happens in San Francisco? So as you can see, the national code um, gets adopted by California. California adjusts to state regulations and um, the findings within the state for environmental, geological, topographical factors. And then in San Francisco, we do the same. So we repeal parts of the, we adopt the California code and also the national code. And then we put in our amendments to address the local factors. 
Next, please. The six San Francisco codes that we amend um, state and nationally is the San Francisco Building Code, Existing Building Code, Mechanical Code, San Francisco Electrical Code, San Francisco Plumbing Code, and San Francisco Green Building Code. Next slide, please. So what does San Francisco do in the code adoption package? Uh, we carry forward the San Francisco amendments, the changes that are specific to our local jurisdiction based on our um, geological, topographical, climatic um, conditions in San Francisco. Um, and then we compare what we have previously, compare it to the changes in the model and then the state code, and then we make those changes and carry them forward. What you will see in the package that you have today is a lot of cleanup, uh, grammatical punctuation, spelling. Um, you will see a lot of chapter number changes, meaning the state has renumbered certain chapters and we just need to make sure our San Francisco building code and our San Francisco amendments align with their changes. Uh, another thing that you will see is also where the state, and a lot of the, for example, in the green building code, we previously were a lot were more restrictive than the state, and now the state has um, caught up with San Francisco. And so they took a lot of the language, or they developed a lot of language, and moved it in the state code, and San Francisco will need to basically either remove the entire code because it's already stated in the state, or if there are specific things that is very San Francisco-like, we would have to finesse it back into um, our San Francisco amendments. Um, Another thing, okay, uh, next slide please, slide nine. So we have submitted to you the package of the six San Francisco amendments. Um, these amendments has been reviewed by the subcommittees and the CAC and have been approved and is waiting for your approval. Um, in the package, what you will see is also, and that's important, is the formatting. So anything that is great, that is state code or model code, um, verbatim in the language. Anything that's not great is where San Francisco makes their amendments as a language. Um, you will see red strikeout. That's the language that we're removing from the code. A lot of it has to do with cleanup. And then underline is the things that we are adding into the San Francisco code. Again, non-substantive. A lot of it is cleanup, removing redundancy. Uh -huh. Next slide, please. So these are some examples of what you will see in the package that you have. Uh, chapter number changes. So one example is statewide in the California Building Code, um, chapter 510, which is 1510, which is rooftop structures, gets renumbered to 1510. So we have to renumber all of our chapter 15 sections to accommodate that change. Um, we remove uh, redundancy in the code. That's another example. So in chapter 406.3, um, the state has that language verbatim. We previously had it. We acknowledge that it's the same thing in the code. Removing redundancy, we completely striked it out because it's already captured. Next slide, please. Um, one of the things that we included in the code adoption package is to align with current practice. So currently we, section 106A, what is more administrative, requires original signature, which 
throughout the time, it is implied that it's a wet signature. We're removing that language because the Engineering's Code um, Architects Act um, doesn't require a wet signature, and it's also to align and facilitate with you know, our current electronic plan review and submittal moving forward in time, right? <laughs> Um, and then finally, another change that you will see, which there's a lot of strikeout in the package that you have, is where there's a section that has completely sunset. So we don't need to enforce that anymore. That requirement has sunset, is over with. Um, so we have to remove that entire section from the code and realign the chapter numbering to match that. Again, you have a large package ahead of you. Um, just wanting to reiterate a lot, most of it is cleanup language. There's nothing substantive um, or controversial in there. And what you will see is cleanup with grammar, um, chapter number changes, also to remove redundancy and um, sunsetted ordinances. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Is there any public comment on this item? And there's, there does not appear to be any virtual public comment. Okay, so, um, commissioners, did you have any questions? Or uh, I just have one uh, general question. And apart from this uh, public meeting to apprise the public and in general of the changes, and at, at, the counter at the permit center, is there somebody that sits at the permit center to field questions about the code? Or is that or is, is that just happening sort of ad hoc as people are submitting plans if they have a general question? How does that work at the department for applicants? Yeah, so there are various levels where we the department provides service for the customer for um, code related or even process related. We have the information counter, which has just a general walk-in, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, more specifically, we have the technical service division counter, which is very code-based questions. Um, for example, can I have a door swinging over my doorstep? You know, somebody, I heard that this is where I can't do that. Then they can go to technical service counter um, walk in and we can assist them in giving them the exact code language that will state whether or not you can or cannot or other services like that. Um, and then finally, there's also uh, during plan check. So if you're ready with your submittal and you have everything hashed out on your plans, um, then you submit to get a permit. And then if there's anything code related where you have a question, hey, I'm not sure I need to provide my um, accessibility checklist, but where does that say in the code? Like, I see the checklist, but where is it in the code? Then the plan checkers can also do that, as well as this technical service division. Yeah, and forgive me for the rudimentary, because I take it for granted as somebody who can, who comes, who receives, submits plans, gets comments, and then if there's something specific that we want to address, you know, we have contacts or consultants or experts that we deal with, but for a public that comes in, it's like exactly to your point, like what do I do here? We have a general, and just I think it's good to reiterate that there is general information counter. Do they require an appointment to, 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 to come for just to field questions or how does, is that something that they can do impromptu? 
They do general information counter. Um, they do a lot of general questions. Um, basically, what type of per, what, what's the form number that I have? Where do I go to find records within the department? Oh, I have a complaint. I want to talk to. No, I'm talking specifically just code-related. Code. Yes. Not, not, oh, oh, sorry. I'm not talking process. I'm talking oh, like yeah. you have a specific code question. Yes, and then a lot of times it would go to the information counter, and then the information counter will direct them to the technical service division, okay. in which is. Um, purely code questions um, and feeling out, you know, what, what is it that the design professional, homeowner, whatever, may need to achieve um, their design goal um, and making sure that they are in compliance with the code. So it's kind of like a, um, what is it called? I think planning has <laughs> a, a consultant, um, consulting thing that we do there uh, specifically for the code at technical service. Okay. I, th do my other commissioners have a question? Sure. Mr. Chair, yeah. Just once this is adopted, I'm assuming on the website as well, new changes to the building code, that'll be on the website for everybody to, to view. Yeah, so this goes to the Board of Supervisors, and then we need to submit this full package to the publisher once it's approved by the Board of Supervisors, um, and then it will be published. So the effective date um, of the San Francisco codes um, is in line with the state, so it will need to be effective January 1st of 2023. Um, I forgot to mention, it was in my notes, but I've, I was flying through the, so I forgot to mention, I gave you guys the cliff notes which I hope is helpful, um, because there's a, a large packet, you see a lot of underlines, you're like, what is going on? Um, there's a cliff note just to highlight, you know, what you are seeing and an expl explanation of what that change is. Commissioner Summer? I was just gonna note, I don't know if somebody else is gonna mention, there, there was also in our packet online a, a letter from the Code Advisory Committee regarding all these changes, because I know these have been discussed at um, and Michelle, it's been wonderful in presenting each, each of these in more detail to that group, which was helpful. Commissioner Toot? We have no further questions. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I guess we have to make a motion to approve these, right? No. Do we have? Uh, uh, Deputy City Attorney Rob Kaplan, I also just want to direct that all the changes we've made, they're based upon um, the California law allows us to make specific changes, either to our processes for reasons that were administrative processes or to building standards if they meet certain specific local reasons, geographical reasons or other demographic reasons. And so we have uh, an index that shows to the state all the reasons why we make substantive changes. Because there are no new substantive changes we're adopting as part of this repeal and replace, it's just the ones we're carrying over. There are no new findings for you to make, but it's just a reminder that every time we amend our building code, we, we make findings either saying this is a standard that has required for San Francisco, or this is a process that we're allowed to do locally without uh, making a specific finding. I did have Commissioner Toot. Um, thank you. Thank you for your presentation um, and for the way you presented it. It's very clear in the documents. So I appreciate that. Um, my question on the mass timber changes, does that, um, are there any retrofitting considerations that might be specific to San Francisco or areas that have you know, a lot of earthquake activity or is that, um, or is because of constructive, or the, the, is that not required? Um. I see a push in new construction for mass timber for retrofit. I can see how it, it 
you know, the, to maintain the characteristics of a building, sometimes they might not use that method just because some of the buildings, um, for example, like soft story, right? Um, a lot of the residential buildings is not use of mass timber um, and it's very smaller sizes for that type of construction or that type of building. Um, for larger type buildings, maybe San Francisco has historically used like concrete um, or steel and so I don't think that it's not viable for retrofit. However, it's up to the design and also the preservation of the characteristics of the building to be maintained as either like concrete type, you know, like similar to this building, you know, or steel. Um, you might not want to see a lot of wood features sticking out. So, uh, yeah. Any, any further comments? Okay, thank, thank you, Michelle. So is uh, there a motion uh, to approve this item? Motion to approve. Second. So there is a motion by um, President Beto, a second by Vice President Tam. And um, is there any public comment on this item? And not seeing any remote public comment. So I'll do a roll call vote on the item. This is a motion to ad adopt the 2022 um, San Francisco amendments to the uh, California Building Standards Code. Uh, so the, the roll call vote, President Beto? Yes. Vice President Tam? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. And Commissioner Summer? Yes. Okay, the motion carries unanimously. So, um, President Beto, are we going to another item or are we voting to continue the items? Um, we have a hard stop at 11.50 um, mm -hmm. and we won't have a quorum. I would like to, are we, uh, City Attorney Rob Kaplick, can we discuss openly if how we'd like to continue on and then make a motion, is that possible? But if, if you, um, I'd yeah. like to talk to my fellow commissioners about, and also with Director um, Arirden about advance, uh, moving other agenda items to uh, to another uh, meeting date. We also discussed about um, uh, not having a commission meeting in September. So how do we deal with that? There's two items we want to talk about. One is not having a, a big meeting in September and two, taking some of these agenda items, which we really don't have a lot of time to talk about in any detail and moving them to October. Uh, uh, WCD Attorney Rob Kaplan. So we have some items that are standard at each meeting that I don't think we need to continue. We would just say will not be heard today. That's such as item four, um, item three, if, if, we're not, if we don't have time for, uh, oh, sorry, not item three, uh, item four, uh, item 10, And um, I would suggest that we approve the minutes if we have time, item 11, and then continue items seven through nine. Could we discuss it first? Yes. It would be um, a schedule motion. So if you would like to make a motion to alter the schedule in some way, and then we can discuss that motion, or we can discuss right now president's prerogative. 
say that again? You it, I think we're considering a motion to amend or change our schedule. And so yes. you can discuss that motion if there's a second. Okay. Um, so the first item is to, is to um, not have a meeting in September um, based on uh, the department's uh, uh, conference at Calbo, and there's not going to be a lot of availability and resources in September. So, I think that that makes sense. Does anybody have anything to add, Director Reardon? Do you want to add anything uh, to that? We would respectfully request the cancellation of the meeting due due to our staffing uh, situation, uh, as you said, relating to our training that's scheduled for the same time. Okay. Um, I'd like to make a motion to cancel September, and then. Resume in October. Second it. There's a, there's a motion uh, by President Beto, a second by Vice President Tam, to uh, to 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 cancel the September meeting, and the meeting will resume in um, October. So, are all commissioners in favor of this motion? Aye. 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 Are yes. any opposed? Um, any public comment? Seeing that there's no, no public comment. So the next item that we I'd like to um, broach is to move agenda items. And I'm uh, City Attorney Kaplow, we're just talking about the items that are not regular items on the agenda. Number seven, number eight, and number nine. Um, I would propose to also move number 11 just because um, I don't want to do things in a hurry. So, um, and as much as I would have like to have heard about um, item number um, eight on the reforms. I think it, I think that deserves um, time for us to have a discussion, Director O'Riordan. So, if you're amenable to that. Yes, correct. I'm definitely amenable to that. Okay, given that we probably only have five minutes left, um, I think maybe one item that. City Attorney suggested number 11, we could probably approve the minutes, so I'll, I'll retract that. But the motion that I would like to make is to move number seven, eight, nine, and nine. Is that, does that take, yeah. To the next meeting. To October. Second. So, uh, City Attorney Rob Capital. So the motion would be to continue those items to October? Yes, please. I think it's, there's the motion to continue the agenda item 789 to the October uh, 2022 Building Inspection Commission meeting. Um, is, so there was, is there a motion? The motion is I made the motion. Could, I, could somebody second a it? Second. Second. Okay. okay. Oh, Commissioner Alexander, too, did I second it? <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there any public comment on this item? Um, seeing none in person or remotely, are all commissioners in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Thank you. I, I would like to also uh, make an apology to, to the staff that put together that presentation. I know it takes time and effort to do that, and, and but I also didn't, you know, want to rush the performance evaluations, and we moved those to the end, and unfortunately, we didn't have t time to review them, but... Again, we always appreciate your efforts to put the material together for us to review today, so apologies. Okay, thank you, President Beto. And are we okay with hearing agenda item 11? Yes. Okay, 
So um, item 11 is review and approval of the minutes of the regular meeting of July 20th, 2022. Motion to approve the minutes. Okay, is there a motion? Is there a second? Second. second. Okay, um, is there any public comment on this item? And seeing none, um, are there any changes or edits for commissioners? Um, if, if not, are all commissioners in favor? Aye. Yes. Any opposed? Okay, then the, the minutes are approved. Okay, then. Chairman. Oh, okay. And then we, oh, we, we would also need to, um, do we have to do a motion? Oh, okay, we, um, we're in, before we adjourn the meeting, just to state for the record that we are going to um, hear the other standard remaining items at, the, at our next regular meeting in October. Uh, could I ask a question on that? So those are usually monthly reports. Would we get the monthly report, like those would be additive monthly reports in October? Is that how that would work? Because it's usually a report on on something that happened previously. Would that have sort of a combined uh, report? Uh, Deputy City Attorney Rob Kaplan, I think that's at the request of BIC. You probably would, I, I assume these reports would encapsulate then August, September, and, and October. There would probably be a three-month update instead of a one-month. Is that is that acceptable, Director? Absolutely, yes. We can do that. Okay. I was just curious just because yeah. we're moving in. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, we are on item number 14 then, adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Okay, all commissioners in favor? Aye. Aye. None opposed. It is 11.47 a.m. We're now.